welcome back to Leaving Certificate Classics, where we are currently diving into the timeless tale of the Odyssey by Homer. In our previous episode, we followed the cunning hero Odysseus as he faced the Cyclops, navigated the treacherous waters of Scylla and Charybdis, and confronted the Enchantress Circe, to mention just a few of his adventures. Our hero's journey has been filled with challenges and obstacles, but now as we delve into books 13, 14, 15 and 16, the winds of fate seem to be shifting. So without further ado, let's set sail into books 13 to 16. So a summary of book 13. The recounting of his adventures complete, Odysseus eagerly anticipates departing from Scalia. Alcanus, the king of the Phaeacians, arranges for Odysseus's gift to be loaded onto the ship destined for Ithaca. As the sun sets, Odysseus sets sail, entrusting the Phaeacian crew with the ship's command while he sleeps through the night. Unaware of the ship's arrival, Odysseus continues to rest as the crew gently transports him and his gifts to the shore of Ithaca. Upon observing Odysseus in Ithaca, Poseidon the sea god, still incensed at the treatment of his son Polyphemus, is furious at the Phaeacians for aiding his arch enemy. He voices his grievances to Zeus, who permits him to exact retribution on the Phaeacians. In fulfilment of the prophecy mentioned in the preceding book, the ship, just as it reaches Scaria's harbour, undergoes a supernatural transformation, turning to stone and sinking to the depths of the sea. Witnessing this, the onlookers ashore acknowledge the realisation of the prophecy and decide to abandon their tradition of assisting wayfaring travellers. Meanwhile, back in Ithaca, Odysseus awakens and is greeted by a landscape veiled in mist by Athena. Initially disoriented, he curses the Phaeacians, suspecting they have deceived him and stranded him in an unfamiliar land. Odysseus disguises himself as a shepherd, and Athena reveals to him his true location. Impressed by his cleverness at disguising himself, she tells Odysseus that he needs to employ this cunning to punish the suitors. She instructs him to seek refuge in the hut of Eumaeus, a swine herd. Athena informs him that his son Telemachus is in search of news about him, and to further conceal his identity, she further transforms him into the disguise of an old beggar, ensuring no one recognises him as he begins his strategic approach. So let's analyse book 13. And here, the Odyssey reveals several key aspects that align with the characteristics of heroes and leaders in ancient epic, heroic society and heroic narratives. We see leadership and strategic thinking. Odysseus's cunning as he continues to exhibit his exceptional intelligence. From his clever plan to reveal himself in Ithaca only when Athena instructs him, to his decision to hide out in Eumaeus's hut, Odysseus showcases the strategic thinking expected of a hero. We see more evidence of Athena's guidance here. The gods play a significant role in shaping the destiny of the hero. In this case, Athena aids Odysseus in his return emphasising the divine favour bestowed upon him. 
we see further interference by the gods. We see Poseidon's wrath. The challenges Odysseus faces, such as Poseidon's anger at the Phaeacians, highlights the enduring trials heroes must overcome. These challenges, often initiated by divine forces, test the hero's resilience and determination. Odysseus, even in the face of divine retribution, continues his journey undeterred. The mist shrouding Ithaca aligned to the theme of homecoming in ancient epics. The hero's return is often fraught with challenges, and the concealed identity of Ithaca adds an element of suspense. The hero's eventual recognition of his homeland contributes to the emotional depth of the narrative. And we also see Telemachus's quest. His journey for news about his father reflects the generational aspect of heroic narratives. The hero's offspring often play pivotal roles in their quests or seek to continue the hero's legacy. Telemachus's journey mirrors the hero's journey, emphasizing the cyclical nature of heroic narratives. So in summary, book 13 of the Odyssey encapsulates the enduring themes of ancient epics, showcasing the hero's intelligence, perseverance in the face of challenges, the cyclical nature of heroic narratives, and the significant role of divine forces in shaping the hero's faith. The action of book 14 follows swiftly upon book 13. Eumaeus discovers the weathered stranger outside his hut. Though Eumaeus fails to identify the haggard traveller as his master Odysseus, nevertheless he extends a hospitable invitation. Inside, Odysseus partakes in a substantial meal of pork, while Eumaeus fondly reminisces about his absent master, expressing apprehension about Odysseus's presumed permanent loss. At the same time as praising his absent master Odysseus, he gives out about the current suitors who have taken control of Odysseus's household. Despite Odysseus's assurance of an imminent reunion, Eumaeus remains sceptical. Keep in mind, it's 20 years since Odysseus left. There's no reason for Eumaeus to believe he will ever return home. Nevertheless, a camaraderie blossoms between Eumaeus and his unidentified guest. Eumaeus provides lodgings for the night and lends him a cloak for warmth. When Eumaeus inquires about the stranger's origin, Odysseus makes up a tale, saying he is from Crete. He claims to have fought alongside Odysseus at Troy, safely returning home afterwards. However, a subsequent journey to Egypt plunged him into destitution. During this journey, he claims to have received words of Odysseus's continued existence. In Book 14, therefore, we have several aspects of heroism, leadership, but mostly we see the societal expectations within ancient Greek life. Eumaeus's hospitality towards the disguised Odysseus is a reflection of the societal expectation of Xenia, spelled X-E-N-I-A, the ancient Greek concept of guest friendship. Eumaeus's kindness to the stranger aligns with the cultural norms that heroes, even in disguise, should be treated with respect and generosity. We also see loyalty and devotion. Eumaeus's unwavering loyalty to Odysseus 
despite the long absence and presumed death of his master, reflects the societal expectations of loyalty. The enduring commitment of servants and followers contributes to the heroic narrative. Linked to this, we have a disdain for unworthy behaviour. Eumaeus's scorn for the suitor's behaviour proves this. Heroes in ancient epics are expected to hold and uphold moral standards, and their followers often share their dislike for those who act dishonourably. In summary, Book 14 of the Odyssey exemplifies the heroic qualities of hospitality, loyalty and moral integrity. Book 15 sees a change of scene and Athena makes her way to Sparta, discovering Telemachus and Pisistratus remember Nestor's son. She urgently delivers the message that Telemachus must swiftly return to Ithaca before the suitors can succeed in winning Penelope's hand. Athena, in her wisdom, provides guidance on avoiding the ambush set by the suitors and directs him to first seek the home of the swineherd Eumaeus, who will ensure news of his safe return reaches Penelope. The following day, Telemachus, having announced his departure, graciously accepts gifts from Menelaus and Helen. As he departs the palace in his chariot, an eagle carrying a stolen goose flies alongside him. An omen interpreted by Helen as a sign that Odysseus is on the verge of returning to exact revenge on the suitors. Upon reaching Pylos, Telemachus, pressed for time, has Pisistratus drop him off at his ship, bypassing another visit to Nestor. As the ship prepares to set sail, Theoclymenus, a descendant of a renowned prophet seeking refuge from prosecution in Argos, approaches Telemachus, requesting passage to Ithaca. Telemachus welcomes him aboard, extending hospitality upon their arrival in Ithaca. Meanwhile, in Eumaeus's hut, Odysseus tests the limits of hospitality by falsely offering to depart in the morning, hoping to prompt Eumaeus to insist on a longer stay. He claims to be willing to work for the suitors, but Eumaeus refuses this and warns against such a perilous endeavour. Odysseus and Eumaeus then exchange stories, with Eumaeus recounting how he was abducted by Phoenician pirates. He was in fact a king's son, but was brought to Ithaca, where Laertes, Odysseus's father, purchased him. The next morning, Telemachus arrives on the shores of Ithaca, disembarking while the crew heads to the city by ship. Entrusting Theoclymenus to a loyal crewman, Pyrrhus, they part ways and witness a hawk carrying a dove, a favourable sign according to Theoclymenus, symbolising the strength of Odysseus's house and lineage. And Book 15 ends there, father and son about to reunite. The scene has been set. So from listening to that summary, you can tell that omens and prophecies were very important in ancient Greek heroic society. The interpretation of omens, such as the eagle carrying a goose, is characteristic of the heroic society. The belief in signs from the gods or nature plays a significant role in decision making. 
once again we see hospitality. The hospitality shown by Menelaus and Helen to Telemachus is in line with the societal norms. Welcoming guests and providing them with gifts are aspects of heroism and societal conduct. And we also see more signs of hospitality from Eumaeus towards the disguised Odysseus. In this book we also see an interesting aspect of heroic narratives, the idea of a backstory. Homer loved a flashback. We've already spent half of this epic listening to Odysseus recount his tales, and now Eumaeus tells us his backstory, detailing his abduction and subsequent life in Ithaca, and this contributes to the overall narrative. Heroic narratives often include characters with complex pasts and personal trials. And one final point in the analysis of this book is once again we see divine intervention and we see more guidance from Athena. In summary, Book 15 of the Odyssey encapsulates the enduring qualities of heroes and leaders in ancient epic literature. The characters' actions align with societal expectations and the narrative unfolds with elements of wisdom, courage, hospitality and divine influence, all essential components of a heroic epic. And book 16 is our final book for today's episode. And we have Telemachus arriving at Eumaeus's dwelling. And when he gets there, he discovers the swineherd engaged in a conversation with a stranger who is unknown to him, his father Odysseus, in disguise. Eumaeus tells both the story of Odysseus and suggests that the stranger join Telemachus at the palace. However, Telemachus is worried about the potential actions of the suitors and he hesitates. And to lessen the risk, Eumaeus proceeds alone to inform Penelope of her son's return. This leaves Odysseus and Telemachus alone. And at this point, Athena appears to Odysseus and summons him outside. Upon his return to the hut, Odysseus sheds his old man disguise and reveals the splendid aura of his heroic persona. Initially incredulous, Telemachus and Odysseus share a poignant embrace, shedding tears of reunion. Odysseus recounts his exploits with the Phaeacians and initiates plans for the overthrow of the suitors. The plan involves Odysseus infiltrating the palace in disguise while Telemachus will hide weapons, which they will then seize and vanquish the suitors. Before Eumaeus can reach the palace and convey news of Telemachus's return to Penelope, a messenger arrives and announces Telemachus's presence to the entire palace. The suitors are annoyed because they had planned to meet him along the way and kill him, and now they meet up outside to strategize their next steps. One of the suitors, Antinous, advocates for Telemachus's immediate demise. However, Amphinomus, a more thoughtful suitor, persuades the others to await a divine sign before taking any drastic action. Later, Penelope confronts Antinous, denouncing him for conspiring against her son. And the book ends with Penelope troubled for the safety of Telemachus. So book 16 of the Odyssey presents several elements that align with the characteristic of heroes 
heroic society and heroic narratives. We see disguise and revelation. Odysseus's use of disguise is a recurring theme in this book and, in fact, most of the epic. It highlights his intelligence and his cunning. The strategic deployment of disguise allows Odysseus to assess the situation discreetly, revealing his wisdom and also the adaptability of the hero. The moment of revelation where Odysseus discards his old man disguise and showcases his true identity marks a turning point in the narrative. We also have a very nice reunion and a sense of emotion in this book that is unusual for epics, certainly not something we saw very often in the Iliad. The emotional reunion between Telemachus and Odysseus is a poignant element of this heroic narrative. The display of tears and embraces emphasises the human side of the hero, showcasing vulnerability and the depth of familial bonds. These emotional moments contribute to the hero's relatability, offering a contrast to the often larger-than-life challenges that they face. We see the cunning of Odysseus in the strategic planning. The formulation of a detailed plan to overthrow the suitors demonstrates his strategic thinking and leadership qualities. So in summary, in this book, Odysseus embodies the enduring characteristic of heroes and leaders in ancient epic, we have a blend of physical prowess, intellectual acumen, emotional depth, divine connections, and also the ability to navigate complex social structures. These elements contribute to the timeless and universal appeal of the heroic narrative. So to sum up, in this episode, we've seen Odysseus arrive in Ithaca. We've seen Telemachus coming back to Ithaca and being reunited with his father. We've heard their plan to overthrow the suitors. The scene has been set for the final showdown. In our next episode, let's see this plan go into action. So thanks for listening to episode 5 of Leaving Certificate Classics. I'm Damien O'Brien. Talk to you next time. Bye for now.